Hello, and welcome to the Executive Health Show, where we guide executives to prioritize their health and wellness to maximize productivity, longevity, and mental acuity. I'm your host, Wade Foster. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Executive Health Show. So today, I'm going to talk you through aura optimization and aura data. Now, um, not like obviously, I'm going to be specific to the aura ring, um, but this will coincide very much with other health biometric trackers that you potentially wear. Uh, Whoop is one, Garmin is another, there is Fitbits, um, there is i think the apple the apple watch does stuff so does this the um google watch and the samsung watch etc etc so there's a lot of these health trackers on the um on the market and i know a lot of people have them but not everyone utilizes them and some are better than others and i'm going to try and be as um um as helpful as i can so the way that i would articulate it is and look i will preempt this with sense so i don't believe i have bias in a sense but um because aura is the best i made it my mission to try and partner my company with aura um because i used them the most and i believe they are the best on the market so my company executive performance uh coaching is uh, affiliated with Aura Ring, we do partner with them, and uh, our clients get to use and and optimize themselves using the Aura Ring data, etc. So I do want to kind of pre-emphasize that, and that's why I'm diving into Aura data because it's the one I know the best. I have used Whoops, I have used, I have a Garmin, I had a Garmin before Aura. Um, I've used Apple Watches, uh, I've used Fitbits, so I've used a lot on the market. I believe. The Aura is the best for overall tracking. And a reason why is because it detects from the finger rather than from the wrist. Uh, We get a much stronger pulse point for it to dictate data, as well as there is a lot less movement. When you wear whoops uh, and watches and stuff like that, there is, is a lot more movement going on on the wrist with it sliding up and down. And that is misinterpreting data getting a heart rate pulse plate from a different point or et cetera. And it can be a lot more difficult to read data. I also, it's easy to sleep with the ring on. A lot of people dislike wearing bands and I was one of them in bed. So actually wearing a watch in bed interrupted my sleep rather than helping my sleep. So there's a lot of different reasons going into it. But um, what I wanted to do today was give you guys the information of what I am looking for when I'm optimizing my clients or a data and what you guys should be looking for when looking to optimize your data on one of these devices, because it's so well and good having this data. But if you don't know what to do with it, it is the most confusing things. And on a lot of these devices, um, there's a lot of algorithms, there's a lot of things you may not need to really know about, but and so on and so forth. So what I'm going to do today is try and break this down into the most effective ways that I start optimizing and analyzing uh, my clients. And I'm going to do this by data points, right? So with Aura and the coaching dashboard that, um, that it has, I can dive into actual sleep cycles and stuff like that with my clients, which is which is really, really valuable. I'm not overly going to get into that in, in sense of, because that's very visual, like graphs and stuff like that. What I'm going to talk about is 
key data points like resting heart rate, etc., and then what you want to be looking for, how you want to be improving it, etc. So I'm going to be breaking things down into different into different sections. Okay, so I hope you guys find this useful. Um, and if you have a, the or if you have an aura ring, um, go through this with your app. If you have a whoop, a lot of these are, are similar. Um, so you'll be able to kind of go, oh, that's what that variable means and so on and so forth. Okay. So first thing that I look into is always generally around stress. Okay. So the first thing that I want to let you all know is that aura has three overall scores and i believe whoop has similar um and so do them. so they have a sleep score an activity score and a readiness score i don't pay much attention to these the reason being they are just done by an algorithm they're done by the averages of the users of the platform they're not yours right i don't care how the algorithm of heart rate variability resting heart rate that it brings out a score between 0 and 100 i actually care what your heart rate variability is what your resting heart rate is and so on and so forth so the big numbers that they give they're very very good baseline numbers like if you didn't have a lot of information and that's just what you wanted to go off that's going to give you a really good base like a really good start but if you want to take things a step further and actually understand how is my body performing they're not that useful you want to dive a a section deeper. So the first one I'm going to talk to you about is heart rate variability, HRV. So I've done an episode on stress, which I, I dive into this um, in a lot of detail. But basically, heart rate variability is a measure of the variations uh, between your heartbeats. Uh, it helps us detect the balance between two branches of your autonomic nervous system, which is your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight mode, known as generally the stress mode, or your parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest mode, known as obviously like how to function mode. So what heart rate variability tells us, it tells us generally what mode our body is in, our atomic nervous system. Are we in a fight or flight mode? Are we in a rest and digest and optimal function mode? Heart rate variability is very person dependent, right? It can range anywhere from five to 200, depending on various factors, age, physical fitness, genetics, sex, etc. However, there are very good rules of thumb to follow. First thing to realize is a high heart rate variability is associated with the activation of your rest and digest. So your parasympathetic state, right? The state where we perform our best at uh, in a sense of um, low stress and our body's functioning the way we want it to. Fight or flight is high stress, which is good for some situations, right? Like if you are in a fight, you want to be in fight or flight mode. You don't want your body being all, all in rest mode, right? Um, if you need to get amped up for a, a, a training session or you want to get amped up for speaking at a conference, you want the fight or flight to kick in, right? But you don't want it kicking in all day, every day. Okay, so generally a high heart rate variability is linked to a good uh, rest and digest mode, good parasympathetic nervous system, good general fitness, good recovery, right? And that's what we're looking for. Also looks like it's been linked to better sleep quality and so on and so forth. What we're looking at with the number is around 30 ms. So the way that I try and articulate now this is person dependent, but I try and articulate it in this way to give you good averages. If you are between 20 and 30 ms, you're on the 
this chronic stress spectrum, right? You're you've been under a lot of chronic stress in your life, and you are quite um, fight or flight mode most of the time. If you're below twenty, we're looking at very chronic stress there. Like we really need to take some time off, um, really start focusing on breathing, breath work, relaxation, recovery, sleep, etc. Because you're in a high, very highly stressed mode. If you're above thirty doing good. If you're above 40, fantastic. Above 50 and so on and so forth, right? But 30 is kind of the threshold where if we get above 30, the body's functioning the way the way we want it to, right? It, it's going between the modes when we want it to. It's bringing us into fight or flight when we need it, and it's bringing us into rest and digest when we need it. So that's the first thing to, to look into when you're diving into um, aura data is looking at heart rate variability. And the way I look at it is if you're in between 20 and 30, we want to be focusing a bit more on recovery and rest rather than like high stress. If you're above 30, you're good to go. Your lifestyle's looking good. If you're below 20, like warning bells, let's really focus on doing everything we can to drive this number up to lower our stress levels and to get our body back functioning the way we want it. Okay. Next thing I look into. Also, you want with heart variability, you want to check out trends as well. So if you're if you're into training a lot, right? You we all go through trends. Your heart rate variability is going to go up and going to go down, etc. So if you notice a day that your heart rate variability drops quite significantly, you've probably been under a quite amount of stress. And remember, exercise is a stressor, right? You could have trained six days in a row and your heart rate variability plummets because you needed to take a rest day. And it's your body telling you, hey, rest. Your body is overly stimulated, it is overly stressed. You need to rest from stressful things. That includes intense exercise. That includes business meetings, arguments, that everything that causes you stress. You want to do more relaxation activities. So that's a really good thing to pay attention to. If you wake up one morning and it's supposed to be a training day, but your heart rate variability has plummeted, go, okay, it's an active rest day. I'm going to go on a walk in nature instead. I'm going to do things that are going to help promote my heart rate variability. Okay. Next thing that I overall look at linking in with stress and overall health is then a resting heart rate. So resting heart rate, similar to heart rate variability, but resting heart rate is the number of times your heart beats a minute, right? While it's at rest, that's your resting heart rate. Heart rate is number of times it beats, resting heart rate is um, number of time it beats at rest. And it gives us a good snapshot into your sleep quality, into your recovery, your stress response, your cardiovascular health, and so on and so forth. Normal resting heart rates in adults can range anywhere between 40 and 100 beats per minute. The lower end of this, the better, right? Again, we don't really want to be creeping to the 100 and 100 pluses, etc. Then I would be, mm, alarm bells are ringing here. Let's look into your lifestyle. What is potentially causing this heart rate to be so high? Like, what are the causes for this? If we're at 70, we're in a nice position. 60, even better. 50, 40, wonderful, wonderful news. Okay. You will get some variation of generally between three to five beats per minute, you know, due to due to things, due to life. So don't wear worry if that if your resting heart rate is kind of varying um three to five um on a kind of a, a basis but what you want to pay attention to is if it's going a little bit over three to five this may be a sign of low low recovery right excessive stress illness which i'll get on to into a bit 
poor diet choices, late night eating, lack of sleep. So generally, if you're, if you're, it's varying, maybe let's just say your resting heart rate 60. And kind of during the week, it's like 62, 60, 59, 63, etc. Okay. You get a day where it pops to 66 um, or 67. I would be a bit, okay, what did I do yesterday? What caused this to raise by five beats per minute or more? That's when I would start looking into things and go, okay, was I highly stressed yesterday? Um, have I been under a lot of stress? Rather, like, like not just one day, but have I been under a lot of stress? Have I trained hard for a good few days in a row and I'm, I'm not recovering well? Am I starting to feel ill? Have I been eating like crap? Have I been staying up late or have I been getting poor quality sleep? And that would be the reason why that's happened. And you'd want to look to to correct it. So long term, we want to be looking at lowering your resting heart rate. Generally a sign of better cardiovascular health, better recovery, better stress resilience, better physical fitness, etc. But we want to be paying attention to what happens on a, on a daily basis, right? Are there certain signs um that we're under stress so that's where i would dive into when it comes to to your resting heart rate and paying attention to that the thing that i wanted to quickly add in with resting heart rate is on aura and it will be on other applications if you scroll to the bottom it shows you your resting heart rate over your over your evening over your sleep like a little line graph okay what you want to this graph to represent is a hammock so let's just say you go to bed at 10 and you wake up at six, right? At 10, your resting heart rate could be, or it shows that your, your heart rate is at 55 or let's do 65. Okay. Then at 2, 3 a.m., your heart rate at 2 a.m., your heart rate's down at its lowest point, right? Say it's 55. And then it starts rising and then it gets to again, 65 in the morning. Your line graph is looking a bit like a hammock starts at 65, drop to 60 in the midpoint of the sleep and went back up to 65 to wake you up. That is a perfect night's sleep. That is absolutely perfect. Your body is doing everything it should do while it's sleeping. Make look for that. If it is not a hammock, if you look at that line graph and it is not a hammock, that means there is something going on with your sleep. It's too much to get into in this episode, but that just if you're not if you're not seeing that uh, representation, then I would look into your sleep routine, um, your sleep hygiene, so your body temperature, how dark the room is, etc., how late you're eating, and so on and so forth. And you can listen to one of my previous episodes on sleep to dive into that if you're noticing if you're noticing that. The next metric that I will dive into when I am looking into stress and how the body is then looking at body temperature. So body temperature is basically one of your core vital signs and a key indicator of your body's status. It is so valuable at telling us if how healthy we are and how well we are. So what this can help is understand when we are becoming ill. Variations in your body's temperature are really important to understand if we're becoming, because a big change in body temperature means that something's coming, right? So I've noticed with a few clients, I can see like two days in a row, their body temperature has been kind of like plus, 
0.3 plus 0.4, etc. I'm like, you're going to be ill in the next two days. Do not train. Take these supplements. Do these things, etc. And let's recover as quickly as possible. So basically, what happens is, um, you're on the Aura app. Your temperature, the body temperature bit, will say um, it's long-term averages. So is it plus or minus? 0.3 degrees, 0.2 degrees, etc. compared to your normal body temperature. There is going to be a bit of fluctuation and things that are going to fluctuate, obviously, if you're training, right? Body temperature is going to help you spot signs of strain and recovery. Like if you're pushing your body, um, you'll likely see slightly elevated temperatures as your body works harder than usual to repair the muscle, right? So the end. So if you're seeing a big thing, oh, I might need to rest day tomorrow. My body temperature has increased like a bit too much, like two or three days in a row, I probably need a rest day tomorrow because my body's over repairing itself, right? Once your temperature returns to baseline, it's a sign you've completely recovered. So it's a really, really good tool along with heart rate variability to see your recovery from training. The next is then looking at if you're feeling under the weather. So body temperature can help us monitor your illness, right? So elevations in your body's uh, temperature alongside other symptoms, maybe like headaches, fatigue, congestion, etc. Signs that ah, we've got a fever, we're ill, etc. So it's really good to start paying attention to body temperature, but then keeping it in line with a few other metrics. So respiratory rate, right? Uh, increased heart rate, decreased heart rate variability. These are really big signs of saying, ah, I'm potentially becoming unwell, sick, etc. I need to rest. I need to put my kind of body into a rest mode, et cetera. I need to try and get more sleep and so on and so forth. So there's a few things. They're kind of, let's say, the main metrics that I'm looking at to when I'm looking at a client's stress levels and day-to-day stress levels. So I can then optimize their plans and protocols based off of, of how their body is performing. Next, I'm going to quickly then go through the uh, sleep contributors stuff that's going to be optimal for optimal for for sleep the sleep metrics that i look into so again you're going to get a sleep number from aura take it with a pinch of salt like yeah of course if it's a good number you've had a good night's sleep but for me it doesn't tell me what i need to know about people's sleep so the metrics that i am looking into i'm actually looking into the individual metrics of this so the first one i like to look at is sleep efficiency so this will come out in a in a percentage so basically sleep efficiency is a measurement of your overall sleep quality it's the percentage of time you spend asleep after going to bed compared to times that are where you're, or you're awake, etc. right? What we want to look into here is we really want a sleep efficiency of the... Thank you for listening to this episode of the Executive Health Show. If you have any questions based on the information in today's episode or general questions around optimizing your health and cognitive performance, the best place to get hold of me is on LinkedIn. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash Wade Foster MSC and you'll find my profile. Uh, Send me a connection request and I'll be happy to answer any questions you've got. Hope you have a great day. Cheers.